0: hey guys welcome to the i hope to hear this podcast and today i hope you hear this conversation with hyun kim hey guys welcome to the i hope to hear this podcast and um my voice is a little bit raspy today um I'm hopefully I'm not getting sick, but maybe I am. I don't know. So bear with me on that. Uh, And we have a really special guest today. Uh, Actually, a really unique guest. Um, We have Mr. Hyun Kim. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for being here. And and I say that you're a unique guest because Mm -hmm. our relationship. So most of my actually all of my other guests Mm -hmm. have I've had some sort of history with at least a little bit. Right. Um, but you're the first person I actually uh, have on the podcast that I met kind of through the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, yes. Um, we we reached out. We had that lunch that one time.
1: Yeah. Do you remember when that was? That was... I mean, that was like two months ago. Yeah, it was yeah. several months ago. Yeah.
0: Um, we, we met up at Chipotle mm-hmm. <laughs> just to kind of chat. It was, it was so awkward. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, enjoyed it. I credit you as being the reason why I do more research on the podcast. Really? Because remember, um, your one, like, well, not one, but one of your feedbacks was, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's great, but it would be cool if uh, there were some more, um, like, background info on some of the things right. that you were saying. Because I used to say this a lot. I would say something, and I would say, someone fact check me. Like, someone right, go right. look it up mm-hmm. and make sure I'm I'm saying the right thing. But mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, if if, if there was actual, like like articles or something you could mention. Yeah. Uh, because of that, like mm-hmm. I think moving forward from that, mm-hmm. um, w- whenever I do kind of the solo podcasts where mm-hmm. I'm talking about a subject matter, yeah, um, I, I try to quote as much as I can from like where I got the information and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: So thank you. No problem. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I think that was pretty important because there's just so much information out yeah. there now. Mm. And I just feel like social media has allowed people to just say whatever they want. Yeah. And then, we taking all that in i don't know what's truth Mm. and what's you know fake anymore so yeah
0: Yeah. and it's crazy because even news media like professional established news sites Mm -hmm. they'll throw stuff out there and when they're wrong like they'll do retractions and they'll say like oh we were wrong yeah but that doesn't get as many clicks as the original story so people just end up believing the first story anyways exactly I think there's a new movie coming out um, about the Atlanta bomber in like 1996 or something like that. I forget the name. Richard Jewell? I have no idea. But it's a movie about a guy who actually got... He pretty much got uh, framed. Not not framed, but he got blamed for a bombing that happened in Atlanta. Wow. And it was because a news outlet said this was the guy who did it. But um, at it wasn't really substantiated mm-hmm. and people like all over the country were like, Oh, that guy is a terrorist. Um, but it's like, it's a story of how like they had to fight to clear his name man.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty nuts. Yeah.
0: So, I'm. Um, thank you for helping this podcast at least be <laughs> not a part of the problem. You know, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, actually, um, before we were talking, one new thing that I learned about you because we were talking about headphones is you're, you're deaf in one year? Yes, I'm like
1: 95% deaf on my right ear. On your, wow. So yeah. How, how does that kind of affect your day-to-day? Um, I think now that I'm a little bit older, mm. uh, it doesn't affect me as much, mm. um, but the, the times where I'm like, really like it's really sensitive is like when i'm in a large or loud place mm, mm. so when people try to whisper in my ear i mm. have to kind of do a 180 turn mm. um and then they get all confused <laughs> you know and i have to explain the whole story of what happened uh, but besides that it didn't affect it doesn't affect me too much day to day um yeah usually when people try to speak softly mm. i have to kind of ask them to you know repeat themselves mm. actually i've had multiple times people got upset at me because they're like why don't you listen to what i'm saying and i'm like <laughs> wow. i'm trying i just can't hear what you're saying <laughs> right, you know? right, right and so then you know then later they feel bad uh-huh. uh but besides that it's, it's not too much
0: so when when someone whispers into your right ear mm-hmm. can you hear that someone is whispering to you or yeah
1: i hear just like noise it's like muffled noise oh, yeah wow. but if you go low enough because people have tried <laughs> to be like hey, don't like, go lower and lower uh-huh. at one point you know i I won't be able to hear anything oh interesting <laughs> yeah i actually have a coworker mm-hmm. um who
0: who's like who's a principal he's mm-hmm. like higher up in my company but um he is like that too mm-hmm. but he's completely deaf in one year oh wow so th- there have been times where we're in a meeting mm-hmm. and i'll turn to him and i'll like say something into his ear and he's just typing
1: away yeah and yeah, it looks like, oh, like you're ignoring yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's just we really don't know what you're saying. Like, wow. We can't hear you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I even tried getting like a hearing aid, uh-huh. but those things cost a lot of money. Oh. Uh. Yeah, it was like ten thousand, twelve thousand. Wow. And that was only because I was in high school, but it oh. gets more expensive because your hearing gets worse. Wow. Yeah, and if you want like the cool ones where it doesn't bulge out, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they cost like over like twenty thousand. Oh stuff. my god even with insurance it's still expensive so like the ten thousand dollar ones do they have like antennas sticking out and like it just literally thing? wraps around your ear oh. so it looks like a headphone oh wow you know and then i've had times because i used to have it in middle school mm. and then people would be like oh are you listening to music or something. <laughs> and i've had <laughs> yeah. teachers who actually like question what that was because mm. they'd never seen a hearing aid right. before and so you know it gets it gets a little bit uncomfortable uh it does make you kind of stand out a little mm. bit um because people like stare at it Mm. and they try to like play with it but it's like wow (laughs) don't play with it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but because of that i did take take off the hearing aid Uh. um it did affect a little bit my school so i had to go sit closer to the front of the class Mm. um and things like that when did you find that out i think it was like third grade when you know like in elementary school they do like a yearly like eye exam Uh hearing exam yeah so like I sat there and I was doing the hearing exam and then the proctor or the person was like, hey, you're like, are you playing around? Because mm. I wouldn't raise my hand for the right side. Right. And then they did it again and they're like, hey, I think you should go to a real hospital. Wow. So when we went to CHOA, the Children Health Carolina, yeah. and we did an official like hearing test mm. and then they're like, oh yeah, you're like 95% hearing gone. Wow. Yeah. And so then they led to the program of like hearing aid. Um, you know, we weren't financially like, in a place to afford one mm-hmm. so they was really helpful in providing like the financial aid and even like wow. paying up to like 18 19. Mm-hmm. wow wow yeah so, so it was really really beneficial mm. yeah. and so you
0: you don't know how it happened then huh
1: no they they have no idea they they think it could be from birth i just maybe i just oh, didn't wow. know what it was uh-huh. Or they think, you know, like I was, there were incidents where I got hurt. Mm. You know, I got hit in the baseball once mm. in the nose. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like kindergarten and then it literally shifted my bone. And wow. then they were thinking like, it's possibly connected because like your nose and your ears are connected. Or, you know, I was sick a lot when I was young. Mm. And so they, you know, it's very highly possible that you could get sick and it could affect like hearing right. loss and stuff like right. that. Because like, like inner ear infection and all mm-hmm. that kind of
0: stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: So wow. they really
0: don't know. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. It is. You, you, you know, I guess the technology was different back then. But mm-hmm. uh, when my daughter was born, mm-hmm. she's when she was like three days old, they did hearing tests. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They they like I don't I don't know how they measure, it, but they right. put something in her ear, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if babies react to it or not. But like yeah. yeah, it's so I wonder if they had those tests back in the day. Like
1: maybe. To, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was also born in Korea, so uh, you know, I don't know if tech then in, or there and here was the same right like, right, right back then right yeah wow, wow, wow so oh that's that was just an
0: interesting thing that uh, you know um so your pastor pastor joe yes uh, at hanvision mm-hmm. he ac- actually had a conversation with him the other day mm-hmm. he was saying oh you know keep doing your podcast thing because you're bringing people together in atlanta mm-hmm. and i was i kind of laughed like oh that's a funny joke yeah but he was like no seriously like people who um, like know people like, mm-hmm. on your podcast but don't really know them super well like they're finding out things about them that they've never really known and they're like getting closer because of yeah. that so when you told me about the uh, the the deafness yeah yeah i just wasn't aware how many people around you knew that right and right. i'm hoping that like your friends who don't know will oh hear gosh. this and they'll be like i never knew yeah. this." well they man. should know because i've
1: i've told multiple times <laughs> okay yeah, okay yeah
0: well at least um now like when um if someone hears this podcast and they see you they won't try to whisper in your in yeah. right ear. Or they ear. might just do it to joke <laughs> to around. Test, yeah. I have a lot of friends who do that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, and I was telling you this before the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. This podcast, I, now that I'm coming to kind of the, so I had a one-year commitment to myself right. to do this podcast mm-hmm. on a weekly. And just to see kind of what I can learn from it and how mm-hmm. I want to take it like in which direction I would take it in the second year and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I've come to a place where I feel like I want to just hear people's stories. Okay. Like catalog people's stories. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. And I, I, I know in the beginning I, I did this whole, like, just to kind of catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. I hope people of this, like, hear this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a point where it actually shifted to, I just hope you hear this conversation with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of when like I started thinking about it, right. um, going more of the conversational story kind mm-hmm. of format. And so, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that we can do today, um, just to kind of capture your story. Okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Not not to try to like say or like educate people on anything, but just to like, because mm-hmm. it's your personal story, right? It's right. going to be unique. Um, so yeah, I just, th- this is kind of, this is really off the cuff. Um, I. Obviously, if you are looking at the video, he does not have a script in front of him. Yeah. I never gave him any questions or anything like that. But mm. um, I just can. Can you just kind of uh, explain to us? Because you you said you were born in Korea. Yeah. Um, your journey
1: of how you came to be here, in front of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to like go too into detail. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so I was born in Korea. I came to Georgia when I was five. Uh-huh. But we lived in Smyrna, which was what? Um, when were you born? I was born in 1993 okay so i'm 26 okay gotcha yeah um yeah so we moved to smyrna Mm. early and that area was kind of now it's a lot better but back then it was kind of ghetto Mm. um like there'd be nice when i hear gunshots wow yeah um and like robbery and all that stuff was very common in the area Mm. um and you know the population was like 95 percent like african-american and like the rest was like Hispanic or like, and then it would be like me and like maybe two, three other Asians. Wow. Yeah. That'd be it. Uh Um, so grew up there. Um, but then around fifth grade, we moved to Marietta, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, predominantly white. Mm -hmm. Um, and my parents did that because the whole Korean parent mentality is to focus on our education. Mm -hmm. So I moved over there and then from there on, you know, stayed there. I'm still there. Mm -hmm. My family's still there. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah graduated high school uh went to uga for undergrad and worked for a little bit Mm -hmm. and now i'm in school again Mm -hmm. for my master's
0: what 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 field did you work in when you were working
1: uh so i i worked in insurance Mm. so at uga um it's like a fairly new program It's only like 10 15 years oh but they have a uh degree in insurance it's risk management insurance huh apparently they're like number one or number two in the nation and they're wow. really proud of it. Uh-huh. Um, so I graduated with that, and then I immediately worked at an insurance office mm. for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was just like some things that didn't work out with the company, mm. and you know I also felt like uh, where I was staying is I was staying still in Athens, mm. and all my friends moved back to Atlanta or you know out of state, and so I was starting to feel a little bit of like you know depression and like loneliness, mm. and I started comparing my life to people. So yeah. then I. You know, like, one thing led to another, and uh, I felt like God was calling me to come back to school for, mm. you know, back to Atlanta. Mm. So, um, actually,
0: uh I wanted to ask you about that because okay. the one thing we talked about during our lunch when mm-hmm. we met up was you said that there are things about insurance that typical people might not know. Right. Um, things that happen that you should be aware of when you're dealing with your insurance company, right? Yes. One thing you told me shocked me. Uh-huh. So,
1: can you just kind of explain some of those things, that some of the insider tricks that you yes, learned in insurance. of course. Um, yeah. So uh, I know pretty much every company, they act different, but mm-hmm. they're all the same mm-hmm. because it's the same industry. Mm-hmm. And so one trick that I learned is uh, whenever you have questions about your insurance policy or just anything about insurance in general, mm-hmm. you wanna always call your agent because if you ever call the 1-800 number mm-hmm. or corporate, mm-hmm they will put a flag on your name. Yeah, and why they do that is, there has to be a reason why you called, oh right? Gosh, why yeah. did you ask a specific question like, hey, is this covered? Uh-huh. Or if this situation happened, you know, will I, What does my insurance pay or cover for it, uh-huh. right? And for them, like, when too many people ask those kind of questions, it puts a red flag for the company, Wow. right? But if you call your agent, your agent, because, you know, they're supposed to be licensed yeah. and, you know, they know what they're doing, they should be able to ask, answer those questions for you without going too deep into your account, huh. you know? So what happens if
0: you have your insurance policy directly from the company and you don't have an agent?
1: You want to ask for an agent to be oh. assigned, yes. And why that's important is because, uh, you know, like when you go to any 1-800 service number uh. or you call any service number, you have to deal with random people every time. Uh. And a lot of times they really don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And so you would want to tell them, hey, can you assign me to agent near my house, like Mm. near this area? Mm. That way, you know, I want to have a builder, you know, a stronger relationship with them. Right. And you don't have to be best friends with them. But you just know there's actually a person that you can always talk to Mm. every time who knows your story, who knows your situation. Mm. Instead of always getting a random person. Wow. Who doesn't really care. Yeah. So
0: when when you get red flagged for Mm -hmm. asking those those questions, Mm -hmm. can that impact the rates that you get? It can. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, I've had uh, a lot of clients who, uh-huh. during the snowstorm, uh-huh. and even just like the whole uh, Hurricane Irma, yeah, right, uh, in Georgia, uh-huh. a lot of people called in about roof claims. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it was we had a hurricane, uh, my roof looks a little bit damaged, but like, is it covered or is it not covered? And because, and maybe it was a specific situation, mm-hmm. um, everybody was calling in. Yeah. So the insurance companies were just like, oh, shoot, like, we have we have to expect a lot of claims coming in, uh-huh. and so they had to start preparing. And usually, um, oftentimes when people ask, they do, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And maybe there might be a few damages, mm-hmm. but then those damages, if they don't fix it right away, you know, it builds, it builds on, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like a maybe a hundred to two hundred dollar claim turns into like a thousand or the whole roof. Right, right. And that's when insurance companies start to, wow, yeah, uh, put a flag on it um, they might even raise your rates. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's crazy. (laughs) I I have to explain this to the clients all the time. That's why I tell them always call me, not the company. Cause they, they're looking at numbers Mm. and they don't know your story. They just know you called in for a problem or a Mm -hmm. question. And so they, they don't know what to do, but just put a tally on your name. That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Is there, is there anything else? There is. Um, so People always say like, "Oh, if I'm not the one who caused the accident, mm-hmm. my insurance rate doesn't go up." That's not true either. Oh, <laughs> um, another because you know insurance works with statistics. Uh-huh. Um, is another tally. Yes, it wasn't your fault, uh-huh. but let's say you get into an accident three times in the year, uh-huh. you're a high risk like driver. Right. Uh-huh. For some reason, mm. people just like hitting you or mm. you just get involved <laughs> in accidents. Right? right. Even though it's not your fault, they have to deal with the legal issue. Mm. They have to deal with uh, repairing your car like you're just another expense to them. Mm. And, you know, it's the sad truth, but they will have to eventually raise up your rates, too. So I I know, um, especially amongst Korean Americans, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, when there's like a small fender bender amongst Mm -hmm. friends, they don't report it because neither Mm -hmm. party wants any sort of impact to their insurance. Right. Is that that like the good thing
1: to do in terms of what can happen to your insurance rates? Um, So there's two answers to that. As a friend, Uh I would say, yeah, don't file it. Uh Um, It's just not worth it Uh unless it's like over a thousand or something. Mm -hmm. But as your as an agent, mm-hmm. I would say you should because, again, the whole issue with like minor damages. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get into a fender bender with a friend, mm-hmm. but then literally like, a couple, like another month down, someone hits you, mm-hmm. right? But that fender was already or the that car was already damaged mm-hmm. from the previous accident from mm-hmm. your friend. Now that person who hits you will have to pay almost like more damages. Uh, so it's like there were already pre damages. Yeah, but then now like they can't determine what was really caused by the person who, co- you know, actually hits you. Right. Right. You know, right. and people don't care, but imagine if that was you, you're the yeah. one that hit the person. Yeah. And you're going to be like, Hey, I wasn't the one that who made that much damage. Yeah. It was already a dent there. Right. But you can't prove it, prove it because right. the damage has already been done. Oh, I see. So again, it works both ways. Yeah. You know, yeah, so that's crazy. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. Dang. So if I'm in an accident by myself, like mm-hmm. I hit like a pole or something, uh, huh. Well, then I guess that's my fault. So that that would impact my rate. But if, well, so what about if it's like a deer, like a deer oh, like, yeah. hits my car?
1: So there's two coverages. Uh-huh. Uh, there's where you hit someone uh-huh. or when you hit an object, uh-huh. in a, in an inanimate object. Uh-huh. If you hit an inanimate object, uh, it doesn't affect your rates as okay. often. Uh-huh. You know That a little bit varies based on company, mm-hmm. but unless you hit them a lot you know, like if you just <laughs> randomly hit theaters a lot or yeah. hit polls, uh, then they'll start to question again. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually when you hit a person, that's when they, you know, for sure raise your mm-hmm. rates. Yeah.
0: Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: any other tricks or anything uh, that you can think of? Yes. So last thing uh-huh. I think is really important. Uh, a lot of people try to just trust their friends or even their families with their car, mm. you know, not, not even just like, Oh, you could borrow it, but it's more like, I'm letting you drive it because i'm gonna take a nap mm. or you know, why don't you just you know drive it for the road trip mm-hmm. uh the way insurance works is it it goes to the car first and then the driver mm. so yes you're letting your friend drive your car but if your friend gets into acting it's actually coming out of your insurance first mm. and that's just how the the order works mm. yeah insurance follows the vehicle and then the driver so yeah you're putting a lot of risk on yourself right. yes you could trust your friend but you know, that is the risk that you have to put. Right, right, right. A lot of people don't think about that. Right, right. Because it's coming out of your pocket, right? It is. It's, yeah, yes. Yeah. is. I've yeah. had a lot of, um, not a lot, but there were a couple of incidents where I read issues where mm-hmm. they let their girlfriend or boyfriend drive, uh-huh. and then they broke up. <sighs> yeah, so that's yeah, when it yeah, gets yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he calls me or she calls me say, and says, hey, we broke up. It's not me. It's the driver. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's your car. <laughs> oh, my God. You see how the situation gets <laughs> yeah, really complicated? Yeah, Wow. yeah. yeah Damn, so I always crazy. try to advise People don't let people drive your car, Mm, you know, mm. unless you really, you know, you're worth taking the risk for, Mm. or or, you know, unless you, yeah, could pay out of the money, yeah, pocket, yeah. Yeah, But that's kind of it. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this part out and put it on YouTube as a standalone (laughs) insurance tips (laughs) video. Um, and then and you mentioned that you went back to school, so you're currently attending school. Yes. Uh, What
1: what are you studying? So I'm at Georgia State Uh University. Um, I'm studying accounting. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually a crazy story because when I went to UGA, I actually started with accounting, Mm. and then I took a course, and the first test I flunked, Mm. so I dropped it, and then, um, you know, I I moved over to insurance because I thought it was pretty interesting. Mm. And while I was working at the insurance office, my boss was actually also a licensed CPA Mm -hmm. accountant, so Mm. I was exposed to both the accounting and the insurance, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I think I did have a passion for accounting, or at least I had more interest for accounting than insurance. Mm. And so constantly being exposed to that world, uh, I was like, hey, man, you know, I want to I wanted to do that. Mm. And I literally just gave up so fast, uh, you know, and uh, one of the life models I live off is not living a life of regret. Mm. And so yeah. working there for three years, it just kept being in the back of my mind. Yeah. And so I decided, you know, a lot of things were happening. Uh, you know, I had issues with the company and mm. then. You know, a lot of things just kind of led me back to go home mm-hmm. and then, you know, go to school for master's. Oh, wow. Are you, how far along are you in the program? So this program, it's meant more for older people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people with families or who are working. Yeah. So it's only a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just finished my first semester. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the expected graduation is next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's really flexible. Again, mm. it's to work with people who have families or jobs yeah jobs there. so it's, it's night classes wow wow cool yeah. so are you enjoying it i love it yeah like i love it so much because wow. everyone's always asking me like how school mm. i can understand well i think for me like there's a difference between undergrad and grad mm. and i think like for me like this is why i tell people when i go to class even though i have no idea what's going on i'm like super happy mm. and then they're like that's nuts right <laughs> and then for me it's because i can't the how our process is, wow, I don't know anything g- what's going on in class, uh-huh. but I can't wait until I actually understand it, uh-huh. you know, when I go to study or something because I want to help people, mm. you know, and that's also another reason why I actually went back t- for accounting. Mm. Um, kind of like the backstory. Yeah. Uh, my family, you know, we came here and a lot of uh, Asian-American stories, uh, we weren't financially stable. You mm. know, we actually struggled a lot financially mm. and um, I was really exposed to, uh, like the whole issue early. My Mm. parents didn't want to do it, but I kind of just had to be there, um, translating a lot of things. So in high school, I actually handled a lot of their finances, Mm. um, taking care of their bills, uh, you know, even talking to insurance agents or whatever, Mm. you know, like banks. And so like with all this issue, like I was like, man, there's a lot of families, you know, Asian American families who have issues like this, who I mean, our, our parents doesn't speak English, yeah. and we have no idea what we're doing. You know, growing up, <laughs> right. and so I was like, man, there, I wish there was a person or people out there who can guide, you know, our our parents or people who come in without you know lack of English, because mm-hmm. there's so much resources out there. Um, even with like the health world, that's why you know insurance is important too. Yeah, uh, but the the tax world, the accounting world, the financial world, you know, a lot of people struggle in that, um, and so I you know want to be there to. You know help them in that place right mm-hmm. right so that's kind of why wow that's awesome yeah yeah so then do you
0: think <coughs> excuse me mm-hmm. do you think you're going to be working with once you graduate mm-hmm. do you kind of envision yourself working mostly with asian-american families or
1: um i think when i went into school mm-hmm. that's kind of like the approach i had mm. but more and more i'm learning it's not just asian-americans people don't really know the financial world or even Mm. just like they're not they're not well averse in handling money Mm. or even you know like everyone always talks about these are the things they don't teach in school yeah yeah Yeah. and so it doesn't matter what race you're in right you know if we all go to school we're not going to get taught Mm. you know and so i'm actually understanding more and more we're not it's not just asian americans but it's like almost everyone is just not being educated in how to you know like buy a house or what mortgages look like or Even getting a car, you know, just simple things like that. Yeah. And so I just wanted to be, I think I'm starting to become more open, mm. uh, but I think my primary focus is still the Asian Americans, just because, you know, that's where you're coming yeah, from. And my right. family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there are those memes that,
0: memes that kind of make fun of it. Like, I don't know how to do my taxes, but I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know people always joke about it, yeah. but it's a serious issue when mm-hmm. it actually matters, you know when you start to have a family or take your first job, yeah, they ask you all these crazy things like 401ks mm. or health plans. Mm. They never taught you that in school, right. you know, yeah. but it actually impacts your life, yeah. you know, at least, um, and then your future. And mm. so I just want to be there to, to say, Hey, you know, I'm here. Mm. Um, you know, these are the services I provide. I just mm. want to help you, mm. you know? And, um, I think, very specifically I want to do focus heavily on debt management Mm. yeah you know because my family struggled a lot Mm. um and I know there's a lot of people in America you know statistics definitely show I think it's like 85 percent of people have credit card debts yeah that they haven't paid off yeah that's a serious issue you know um and uh you know kind of talking about passion Mm. I know your previous guest uh John Song yeah he talked about you know budgeting yeah you know yeah uh one that I also live off of is uh, what I want to do is I want to help people do better at what they're good at. Mm. Right. So, but you can't do that if you're, if money is an issue, right? You can't pursue passion. You can't pursue your dreams Mm. because money, right? Mm. And, but money should never be an excuse, Mm. right? We live in a country where we can get money somehow in the right way. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, there's ways to pursue your dreams and passions or there's ways to get out of debt. And so I want to kind of focus on that yeah
0: yeah and one of the things that john actually said is uh yeah you can forego that bubble tea with your friends one yes. night you know like there's and if I, that that kind of hit me because there's so much that if you just look at your like credit card or, or debit card or like, mm-hmm. transaction history you can cut out so much expenses yeah like there's i think there's a lot of things that is kind of our daily lives to spend money on frivolous things yeah in america so mm-hmm. um yeah that the budgeting thing and like debt management, I think that's very needed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I took a, I took a, f- a personal finance course mm-hmm. in college. L- one of the assignments was literally for a month. Uh, maybe it was like two weeks, write down everything you spent on mm. and then categorize it, you know, mm. like simple, like food, entertainment, yeah. gas. Um, and then you get to add up mm. and it's crazy to see how much money you spent on some things that you're like, Oh, I didn't know I spent this much. Yeah. Right. And it really adds up. Yeah. Um, you know, people will say, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm keeping my eye on the credit card." Yeah. But a lot of people don't really remember what they spent last week. Right. Right. right? Like yeah. On food or whatever. You yeah. Know? And so that just literally stacks up.
0: You know, honestly, like I'll spend, I'll use my credit card or something. Yeah. I'll forget I did that, mm-hmm. and it doesn't show up on my like transactions yeah, so, for a while.
1: Yeah. And then when it pops up, I'm like,
0: "What?" Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, "Oh yeah. yeah." Especially
1: if you spend over the weekend. Yeah. It adds up. <laughs> all on monday Uh and then you're like oh i didn't know i spent over two hundred dollars on you know whatever yeah you think
0: you're doing well like you're healthy in your budget but you forget this huge chunk yeah yeah yeah. i can and i think one thing that definitely i don't know if this is true for other people too but me and my wife we found that we spent most of our money on food
1: yeah. Yeah, like going out mm-hmm. and, then just, and then just like going to a restaurant, it yeah. adds up so fast. It does. Yeah. I think food is one of the things that people spend a lot of money. Mm. They don't It actually does add up a lot faster because it's not too big. Yeah. or it doesn't seem like a, you know, a big purchase, mm. but it's the small you know, frequent purchases that literally add up to more than just one big purchase. Mm, Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, I wonder if it has anything to do with, because there's this Korean saying, Mm -hmm. um, Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Like, don't, uh, don't be stingy when it comes to food. It's Mm -hmm. basically, it's like a rough translation. Yeah. But I think that came from an era where people were, like, Korea was such an impoverished country. Mm -hmm. People were, like, starving themselves to try to, like, Yeah hobbled together living and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of where it got birthed from yeah i I wonder if that's uh impacted us somehow like and like so because i i'm really guilty of this i spend money at restaurants Mm -hmm. much easier than i do at a store like wow i'll go to target Mm -hmm. and i'll look at things and really think about do i really need this yeah but at a restaurant Oh, guacamole is that extra? Sure, throw it in. Like I don't like. Wow. There's not even a second thought. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it might be just me, but um, yeah, well, I think that's pretty common. I yeah. mean, sometimes I do that too. Mm. Like you know, extra guacamole. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and you just think, oh, it's only a dollar, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you do that every time, mm. those dollars add up. Yeah, and things like that.
0: Another crazy thing is when an, an app on the app store is a dollar. Mm-hmm. I really think about: Do I absolutely need this? Wow. Probably not. And <laughs> I like I save money there. Uh-huh. But when it's in a different context, like food, yeah, it's like dollars nothing. That's like, crazy. A you know, bubble tea, five dollars. That's nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the budgeting I think ah uh, something that I need to do better as well. My wife does pretty well, but I'm I'm pretty terrible at it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I yeah. think um kind of like what John <laughs> Song was saying, like. You have to just give up a couple things like you don't have to give up everything Mm. you know like yeah the bubble tea give up the bubble tea maybe because then you could save up for a computer or you could save up for a new mic or whatever your passion is you know yeah and in the long run Mm. you know like you will keep that mic or that laptop Mm. you know versus like that bubble tea you had once that you forgot yeah yeah
0: and you can be productive with things that you buy like equipment that you know support your passions exactly yeah and uh, another thing that we were talking about before the podcast was uh the topic of passions right Mm -hmm. because um because you kind of talked about alluded to the fact that you you really like helping people yeah um but one big kind of unifying theme Mm -hmm. at least of late on this podcast has been people's passions Mm -hmm. and, and like what can we do or what can you do to equip yourself to chase those passions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, you were kind of telling me about how you, you kind of had a journey, um, trying to figure out what your passion was and all that. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So because I was listening to your podcast mm-hmm. a lot, um, a lot of, I appreciate that. Yeah. I do know. Your podcast is awesome. Um, a lot of your recent, you know, guests has been talking about their passions yeah. and, you know, it did focus a lot on like, you know, entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like, you know, I enjoy music, yeah. I enjoy, you know, art, graphic design, all that stuff. I enjoy it, but I never thought I had the passion like everybody here does. Mm. And so, you know, as I was listening to your podcast more and more, I started to ask myself, like, do I have a passion? Mm. Cause I didn't have those passions. Right. Yeah. And so it almost kind of spiraled down to, oh my gosh, like, what am I living my life for? You know? Uh-huh. Um, and I think... Uh, a lot of people have that issue, mm. uh, especially when they start to compare their lives to other mm. people, you know, who seem they have a goal or a passion. Right. Um, but I think for me, uh, I was able to talk to a lot of, you know, pastors, mentors and friends who trust me. And I think we've kind of narrowed it down to I think you just enjoy or you have a passion to help people. Mm. You know, like, uh, yeah, a lot of the things I try to do, the intention is to help people. Mm. Um like, you know, like when I think short-term or long-term goals is always like, in what way is this going to benefit people, mm. you know? And so, um, one of the things I did talk with, uh, Andy, oh, yeah. uh, one of the guests, Andy um, yeah, Andy yeah, Inn. um, great guy. He, yeah. he helped me a lot. Uh, we, one of the last things we talked about was kind of like the future. Mm. Uh, what does that look like? You know? Mm. And I think kind of aligned with my passion mm. and I always had this heart to help elderly. Mm. Um, and the story is kind of I had a, you know, my grandma was in Korea and I visited her once with my family Mm -hmm. and it was really in a very like dirty, like cheap, uh, like a senior citizen home, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like her and like 17 other people in one room. Wow. It was like super dirty. And, you know, I was like talking to my mom about this later Mm -hmm. and she was like, you know, it's just something that we can only afford, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that really hurt me uh, because I saw my mom cry, you know, for her, she was here in America trying to survive, while she felt so, uh, she felt so. I guess like sorry that she yeah. wasn't able to provide for yeah. you know my grandma. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and because of that, like I've, you know, started to volunteer. That was in high school. Mm-hmm. I volunteered a little bit in high school, uh, with some clubs, and even in college, I went to a lot of senior citizens like centers and stuff, mm-hmm. and I talked to a lot of them. And it's actually really sad. Uh, a lot of their stories is my family doesn't visit me. Yeah. They kind of put me here. Mm. And maybe they visit me like Christmas, holidays. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, these people are people. And like they have a story. Mm. Um, they're still here. Um, and like I feel like I feel like our generation or at least this generation or whatever this movement is, mm. we're always looking at the future. Mm. It's always the what is the next thing, the next uh, model the mm. next brand, the next, you know, whatever. Um, we almost tend to forget. There's people who are from the past, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and there's stories like that. Yeah. Um. And so uh, one of the things I want to tell them is, hey, you know, there's still people here who care mm-hmm. about yeah. you guys. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, my end goal is I think elderly. Yeah. Like I even thought about building an elderly senior citizen center. Wow. You know, yeah. like just because eventually it's going to be our parents. Yeah. You for know. Sure. Yeah. And if if no one's thinking about it, then who's going to be there to help them? Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. My my wife is
0: actually very much like that too. She mm-hmm. um she grew up with her grandmother. Oh, and but she, her yeah. grandmother's back in Korea now. Mm-hmm. And she she's the type of person where like she was driving down Beaufort Highway once mm-hmm. and there was an old lady walking down the road. Mm-hmm. She was like, I got to stop. So like she like stopped and like wow. Like, brought her in her car and mm-hmm. I like, was like, oh, where are you going? And she was like, I think she was going to the MARTA station. Mm-hmm. So she offered to drive her there. So, she, yeah. So there, I think, um yeah, it's, it's good that there are people like you guys out there. Uh, yeah. Like looking out for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think,
1: you know, setting up a, like a community center for mm-hmm. like elderly people,
0: mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea at all.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I know like there's already like senior citizen places. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, have a big dream Mm -hmm. you know dream big um it's literally almost to the point where like if i could literally fund everything Mm. i'll even welcome people for free Mm -hmm. you know because like if my if my parents are struggling financially Mm -hmm. you know or we're struggling financially who's going to be able to save up money for retirement or even the senior care you know and it takes a lot of money i i know that um the government they do Mm -hmm. subsidize a lot of stuff yeah yeah um yeah i even thought about that too i thought if i could work with the government yeah if i could work with big companies i mean yeah. it, it could be a branding mm-hmm. you know like way to support uh f- philanthropy or whatever yeah. it's okay i mean all i need is help yeah yeah you know and i think for me it's even if it's not me the the goal or at least the the, the statement needs to be out there like we need to help these people mm-hmm. you know and if i could get as much people or if we can get as much people involved at this mm. then it'll be it'll be awesome you know yeah. i mean I also think, like, the government, why do they so focus so much on the elderly? It's yeah. because they're the ones voting. <laughs> you know? yeah. We spend so much on, like, Medicare, Medicaid, mm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I think um, it would it would be really awesome for someone as deeply rooted in the Korean American church as you mm-hmm. to start something like this because yeah. I, I think of because of your relationships, mm-hmm. the one part that of your story that broke my heart is when on the elderly were saying, my family doesn't really visit me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but if you have someone like you who sets up this elderly community center or Mm -hmm. senior home or something, you have a pool of like youth group students that you can pull from, like talk to youth group pastors and say, hey, like these kind of community hours, like Mm -hmm. they can come visit with them and stuff. Yeah. Because I I remember um, when I was in high school, I actually wanted to do something like that. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for me to find or just know someone who knew of where to go yeah for sure um so i I didn't even really know where to start with going about doing that but Mm -hmm. if that but if there's like hey i can just go to my youth pastor and he could connect me with someone for a place to go to Mm -hmm. to meet or visit with
1: these people yeah yeah, definitely i think it's just one of those things that a lot of people don't talk about mm. you know because there's a lot of things we need to care for you know like the homeless the sick you know um just a lot of things. Education. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like this is just another thing that we also need to, you know, keep mind of.
0: For sure. For yeah. sure. So. Yeah. I know in the beginning you were mm-hmm. saying how um, after listening to the podcast you kind of had this, Oh no, I don't have a passion, like what do I do? Yeah. Um I I hope I'm I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because I'm hoping that people listening mm-hmm. um don't get that kind of anxiety Mm because if i'm being honest i don't even really like after my conversation with connor Mm. um, that was the one where we entitled like people looking for passion hear this right i i don't really even know like what my passion is Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm still trying to figure it out but i think the fact that i i am aware of that Mm -hmm. helps me in trying to figure it out trying to identify it so Mm -hmm. i think that's the benefit there like i think there are plenty of people out there who don't know what their passion is yeah Um. so yeah, for anybody out there uh listening if if you are in the same boat that uh hyun was in mm-hmm. um yeah th- you don't there's no need to worry there's no need for anxiety or anything like that it's uh just be aware of it and keep after it try to figure it out you yeah. know like yeah just talk to people about it like like hyun did yeah um yeah and get after it and i i think that should be like your like dream project of setting up like a elderly uh senior care center or yeah. whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um yeah like i look forward to watching you like pursue that yes and stuff. Yeah. yes yeah.
1: Uh, it is in the back of my mind uh-huh. um, even like the whole accounting thing yeah uh you know i wanted to build network and all that world right and yeah. so like you know you need money mm. so again counting like, Every like i said everything that i'm doing mm. i think it again is the intention of helping people mm. and yeah that big dream of the elderly care is always there mm. um I'm just. I feel like I'm just not ready for it right now. Right. Yeah. Taking yeah, yeah. the small measure steps. Yeah. To take to, yeah. Make, to take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: And 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 you mentioned uh, Andy Un, uh, yes. who was a uh, he was actually a two time guest on this podcast. Okay. And he is, and actually uh, trivia, he, my episode with him about my anxiety, is currently the most listened to. Episode of this podcast. That's crazy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he he has his own podcast now, the Nobby Design Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Shouts out to uh, Andy. If you if you don't know that podcast, go go check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were actually a guest on that for yes. one of the episodes, yes. um, and you you kind of talked about your experience uh, being coached by him. Yes. Right? Um, can you just just I don't know. You can divulge as much as you want, as right. little as you want, but
1: just kind of give us a. a how, how was that experience sure yeah um i would say you know if you want the full detail uh-huh. it is in the podcast yeah yeah um but actually Go listen <laughs>
0: nabi design it's n-a-b-i design yes
1: yeah. uh-huh. um actually that podcast with the anxiety uh-huh. it actually started for me i guess this podcast is crazy your podcast really have challenged me in so many ways oh, wow. yeah wow. um so with the anxiety i know mm-hmm. you first started with uh andy and then you Mm. even had selena yeah come in and so um yeah that kind of started even for me like this idea of like oh do i have anxieties too or like what are my anxieties Mm. and after that podcast i actually reached out to him oh yeah literally i i emailed him Uh and i was like hey like can we meet up Uh you know and apparently he said a lot of people actually reached out to him literally after your podcast so he had to literally make a website because there's just so many people emailing him Uh and contacting him. Uh I had Um, no idea. Yeah. Uh And so, uh, yeah, so uh, we set a time. Uh We met up for the first time and then I kind of told him my story, like what's going on. Mm. And for him, you know, he comes off as a a person who does life coaching, but he also have like a pastoral ship, you know. And so for me, it was really interesting because uh, I've never met anyone who had that, Mm. you know, like I've had uh, people who are pastors Mm -hmm. and I've talked to people who are, You know like counselors and like uh uh yeah life coach but Mm. no one who is able to do both Mm. you know um and i was able to meet with andy and he was telling me like this this is something that i do i like to fuse the two Mm. you know and help people with anxieties or with uh whatever they're going with their life Mm. and so um just kind of the background why i approached them and you know not just anxiety but um i actually so i actually had a relationship issue Mm. where uh, you know, I didn't... You know, me and my girlfriend, we broke up. Mm. And that really uh, affected my... My, I guess, identity. Um. You know? And um, I was, like, spiraling down this whole, like, rabbit hole of, mm. like, depression and everything. Um, kind of like a little bit of what Edward Cappdini uh, yeah, talked about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I had to reach out to someone. Mm. And I actually discovered my anxiety is because I have, like, the fear of, like, uh, wanting to be, please people. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so mm. that's that's my biggest anxiety. Like, mm. I just feel like I need to please people, you mm. know, which is a conflict of my passion because mm. I want to help people. Oh, wow. Right? And so it was a big issue for me. Like, I was like, man, is this heart or this desire to help people? Mm. Is it still trying to fulfill my anxieties? Right. And that's something wow. I'm wrestling with almost every day, mm. you know, like everything that I do intentionally. Is it really because I want to help them or am I doing this because I want to seek, you know, their praise or if I need to have people around me? Right. You know, and it's really hard uh, for someone because uh, it's so conflicting almost. Every yeah. Day. yeah. Um, and so because of that, like he was able to kind of go through a process mm. of understanding who I am, mm. um, accepting who I am and then seeing what I can do, like, you know, through God's vision and his plan for me from mm. the future. Wow. And so it was like six weeks that we did. Um, and it was like pretty, it was like so good because, uh, I think it truly transformed me and wow. I've had multiple people tell me like, wow, yeah, I'm like, you've literally changed wow. within six weeks. Like people have literally told me that I'm like, not the same anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And, I would say it was really rough uh journey because Mm. i had to really dig deep and like it was so funny one of the first things he andy told me was he's like hyun you know every time we meet up you're probably gonna cry a lot more than you're not and it was actually true like (laughs) it almost unraveled a lot of things that was hidden you know like even you had a little bit of taste of that yeah yeah you know like but i've had the sessions where it goes so deep that all I could do is just start crying. Mm. You know, it was a lot of wounds Mm. and like things that I thought was taken care of or that I didn't even know was there. Yeah. You know, that really affected, you know, just anything about, everything about me. Wow. Yeah. And so um, through that, you know, coaching, through that uh, session with Andy, Mm. I was able to really accept myself Mm. and also accept the anxiety and the fear. Um, And I wouldn't say like I fully overcome, came it you know mm, like mm. i'm still battling but understanding where i stand um has really helped me to yeah change and look wow. positively in life and everything mm, wow yeah that's awesome Yo, it's crazy. yeah it's <laughs> great yeah because uh one of the things
0: that selena said mm-hmm. and she still says it she just says everyone should do therapy um mm-hmm. and it's like life coaching um, yeah. because uh she, she feels like people all like, they, they, you need the tools to kind of understand the things that they're going through um, mm-hmm. that they might not know. They might think it's just, like, an emotional thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, to hear what a huge impact it had, had on you,
1: mm-hmm. that's, that's like, the power of coaching right there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I would agree with Selena. Like, I think everyone, if not coaching, at least talk to someone. Right. You know, like, unravel some things, mm. you know, and it might get you somewhere. Mm. It, it might not, but, I mean, I th- oftentimes it does, Mm. you know, and if anything, it will at least put some questions in your mind Mm. to really dig deeper, you know. Do you feel like your anxiety has gone down a lot? Oh, definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel more confident Mm. and doing a lot of things. Mm. Um, Yeah, there'll be times where, um, you know, I still question, like, my true intentions, right, or uh, actually, like, my biggest fear is I tell people, you know, if I were to, pass away like who will be at my funeral oh wow! you know Mm. but even things like that like that doesn't matter to me anymore Mm. you know like i've overcame that Mm. you know that's not important um i feel like anxiety is just one of those things it's like a big barrier um that you know outside forces or like the the devil or the enemy or whatever you call it Mm. you know it's just a huge hindrance for a lot of people to even pursue their passion or their dreams or even to wake up every morning and be happy Mm. you Mm. know and so yeah it's hard Mm. um i i would say you really you really need to like uh prepare your heart and prepare Mm. yourself for this because it's going to be pretty rough right yeah when you start that route
0: wow wow so then ever ever since that Mm -hmm. do you feel like the trajectory of i mean because you 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 talk about how counting is a way of like pursuing the your passion of helping people right Mm -hmm. do you feel like since the coaching your your trajectory in that has changed or do
1: you have like a different outlook or um a little bit mm. um i think it actually honed in more specifically mm. to cater towards the accounting mm. uh, so for me i was just thinking you know again debt management yeah but even spe- like specifying on servicing people with businesses mm-hmm. you know like you you say you talk about how one day you want to get out of the nine to five yeah and do a little bit of like freelancing or you know outside work on yourself right like you know like have you talked to people on how to financially do that or Mm -hmm. even plan something like that or you know just random things like that like start from there Mm. um you know budgeting uh planning for the future planning for families um and then eventually like it all leads up to retirement Mm. and again elderly care because eventually we're all going to get old yeah you know if you haven't saved up money you know, you don't want to put that burden on your child. Right, right. You know, yeah. And so I think um, through the coaching, it helped me to really focus on uh, the skills that God has given me mm. and understand uh, how I can apply it to my life right now, mm. you know, as a student, mm. but also what that looks like, you know, three years from now, five years from now when I'm working and then like 30, 40 years from now where I look back and say, have I done what I wanted to do? Or mm. this is this what God has planned for me.
0: Right, right. You know? Wow, awesome. Yeah. And I think, again, it's like retirement planning is so important because mm-hmm. one thing I'm hearing a lot is the traditional, because people used to plan for like 20 to 30 years of retirement because, mm-hmm. you know, you retire at like 60, you'll die at like 90. Yeah. But the average life expectancy is going up. Mm-hmm. So for us, I almost feel like when we retire, We'll need to plan for like 40, 50 years. Yeah. Uh, um. And so, yeah, if, if we're not thinking about that now, um, yeah, it might come to bite us, um, later yeah. on. So, yeah, yeah. Like, and people who don't even realize that they need to be worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, those are the people that you're, you you're like trying to reach, right? Yeah. You're trying to like let them know, hey, like, these are financial considerations that yeah. you need to make. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's not to say that it's like, impossible mm-hmm. or. You know like you're already too late mm-hmm. but you know you can start as soon as possible mm. and um it takes a lot of discipline i i truly think it just adds discipline to you personally like yeah. you know it could you could apply it to other parts of your life you know like understanding you know what it's like to sacrifice right for people or even things you know it's just so it's add, it's just a character i think mm. that's good to have um yeah i think i think it's just really important yeah, I actually, when you talked about the life expectancy, yeah. uh, crazy story. Uh, when I was working in the insurance uh, time, I had an elderly client mm-hmm. who told me he had to get back to the workforce, but he was 75 because his, his, his fundings were pretty much expunged. Like He spent all of his funding, but it wasn't that he was spending a lot. Mm. It was he calculated properly, mm. but because of medicine and I mean, great stuff about medicine is like yeah. we, we live longer, but because he's able to live longer, He wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. And he was telling me how, like, he literally was crying in the phone. Oh, my God. Telling me, like, he was trying to find a job and no one's hiring him. And he's (sighs) about to go broke. Yeah. And he still has to pay for medical bills, you know, medicine, all that stuff. Mm. And so, um, these are things that people, uh, you know, there's people who don't even plan for that. Mm. But there's people who plan just enough. But like you're saying, like, 40, 50 years, that's really possible. You know, medicine, technology has done such a great job in the last 20, 30 years Mm. where, like, you know, we're healthier, you yeah. know, we live longer. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's kinda scary. You yeah. know, medicine's getting expensive
0: too. So. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's so many crazy stories of how like insulin.
1: Oh is, man. Yeah, like thousands of dollars. You I had a, yeah, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. She, this person, uh she was literally like living off the government funding uh-huh. uh programs and stuff, and one like like something pen, I I didn't really know exactly, but a EpiPen, EpiPen, uh, that's not EpiPen, it was like a I don't know, it's something for her, um, like blood pressure, or something okay, but it was like five thousand oh dollars with medical coverage. <sighs> so it, before, I think it was like seven or eight thousand. Oh. And like, I literally tried everything that I physically can, mm. and everyone has just told me, like, this is the lowest price that you could get anywhere. And it's just one of the saddest things to break, yeah, you know, the news to people. You know, I tell them I try my best, yeah. and Five thousand dollars isn't isn't something you could just pick up, yeah. you know. And she needs it, you know. She needs it to survive, mm. you know. And she was telling me how like she's literally about to go bankrupt because she has to spend all of her money on this one thing wow. that's going to keep her alive for for a little bit because she needs it often. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's just crazy, mm. um, like you know, like that. That's real. That's mm. real life.
0: Yeah. Um. The Demo- one of the Democratic candidates, Andrew Yang, once. To- statistic he always mentions is um something i forget the do you do you know what i'm talking about and i think he's it's like 80 percent of people if they had a surprise 500 hundred dollar bill wouldn't be able to pay for it it's mm-hmm. so, something really yeah. staggering and and mind-blowing yeah yeah so yeah budgeting is so important because of that yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah so what's next for you um you're so you're studying right now hmm um, do you have any idea like where you want to go afterwards or mm-hmm. like what do you want to start in? Is it just I just want to get a job in accounting or do you have other goals?
1: Right. Um, I think in terms of my career trajectory, mm-hmm. uh, I I I'm like right now I'm interning at a small firm. Okay. So I, I'm getting exposed to the personal, you know, one on one, you know, small taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do have. Uh, a desire to work at a big firm, mm. and not because I want the money or anything, but mm. it's because I want connections. Yeah. Again, the goal is to expand mm. so that in the future when I share, or I, well, as I continue to share my dream, mm. I want more people to be involved, and yeah. it's only, I can only do that when I get my hands on more people, mm. you know, so for me, you know, I, ha- I do kind of want to focus on being exposed to the world, mm. and that's, you know, I have to go to a big company, mm. so, you know, I kind of plan on doing that for a little bit. Uh, and then when i feel ready to kind of branch out of that you know start my own small accounting firm mm. or whatever or immediately if i can jump on to that project of senior citizen care i'll do that yeah you know and so in terms of career-wise that's something that I, you know i i w- want to do mm. and that's kind of what i'm planning on but mm. you know i'm always open to what god leads me mm. and so how i always pray to him is um you know, if it's your will, then multiply, like mm, let it grow. Yeah. But if it isn't, then just like close the door, yeah. so that I know that that's not what you want from me. Right, right. And so for me, I think this is just it's just been straight shot, like mm. everything that has just been aligning. Mm. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I see myself now. Mm. Um, other things like again, <laughs> through your podcast, it's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been just challenging myself to to look beyond just like being comfortable mm. and so i actually signed up for half a marathon <laughs> oh yeah nice. so there's some people from our church who are gonna do it in april
0: okay yeah and Again, <laughs> this is <laughs> literally awesome. you and like <laughs> P.J. talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah i
1: mean so yeah just challenging myself like you yeah. know living life um more comfortably um more outside of just comfort uh-huh. so like you know there's something like that like I know even Jonathan came in and talked about how he just randomly started a bookstore. Yeah. So, you know, I have this, you know, I'm pretty ambitious too. Uh-huh. So I have this thing where I, um I have like this app idea uh-huh. and I've talked to some people, but nobody wants to do it unless I pay them. Uh-huh. So I've actually started looking into coding. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't really got into it too deep, uh-huh. but I'm looking at like courses because there's free courses yeah, online. You yeah. know, people do things on YouTube now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like just, Building up projects here and there, mm. um, not spreading myself too far out. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to just, you know, live my life working. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, even though I do believe it's my passion, uh, I want to be exposed to other things too. Yeah. And so, I know um, when I worked at my previous company, mm-hmm.
0: there was a course like they used to have these online courses to mm-hmm. like do random, really random topics. But one of it was uh, how to be like more fulfilled or something like that. All right. Uh, yeah and this, it was like a time management course mm-hmm. and one of the things they talked about was you need to have three goals at all times the one should be a long-term goal mm-hmm. and like timeline should be like years well wow. um you should have a medium-term goal and and like the time like lines should be like months, mm-hmm. and you should have short term goals, which should be it could be hours, but it could be like days right um so it sounds like to me you have most of those you have your long long term goal of mm-hmm. eventually wanting to do something in the elderly care, yeah your medium term goal can be like your your marathon and learning how to code <laughs> yeah uh, and i mean day day to day goals they're they're like really simple things, it so is. it's like doing your laundry or. Right. Um, cleaning your room making your bed or like going and getting groceries or something like that so exactly yeah i'm sure you have those so oh that's that's awesome that you you kind of have like tiered level of things that you, you want to do and that you have an outlook toward
1: yeah Where,
0: where's the marath- half marathon going to be uh i think it's in gainesville gainesville okay yeah wow that's awesome yeah, yeah, your it's...
1: your pastor is just gonna make everyone super healthy <laughs> i guess so yeah I, I know like everyone jokes like he's like the buffest pastor and <laughs> yeah. you know that everyone's ever met yeah 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 but I think, um, you know, I think it's something that I never really thought about. Yeah. I mean, I've done, like, one or two 5Ks, but I just want to, you know, challenge myself yeah. for a new year yeah. and just sign up for that. That's awesome. I think, um, are, you, are you training yet? Yeah, I am. Yes. I have been. So it's I so think, hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, once you, like, you train yourself to get over the mental barrier, mm-hmm. I think that will really open up a lot of things for you because it, it has for me. Wow. Just the fact that I got past the mental barrier of being able to run for more than like 30 minutes mm-hmm. it's because it, it really is just a mental barrier mm-hmm. i think your body can take more than you think it can take yeah so you can run for much longer mm-hmm. and so when, when things happen at work where it's a really long project that's not going well i i have that grit and mm-hmm. that uh, perseverance mm-hmm. That is because it's kind of the same mental barrier mm-hmm. so I'm excited for you. Yeah, for, for that.
1: I I'm I'm super excited too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The first time.
0: So. excited about your app as well. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't I don't really know how that's going. No no no. I mean at least at least you're trying things. You're doing yeah. things. Um. One thing that uh, actually people at your church. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Blair. Okay. I released. I self-published the book along like two years ago or something like that. Yeah yeah. And she was like, "Wow, congratulations!" Uh-huh. And I said, "You know." Self-publishing a book is not difficult. Like, anyone can do it. Oh, really? You you write something, Uh the process to do it on Amazon is not hard. Like, anyone can do it. Wow. But then the thing that she said that got me was she said, sure, but not everyone does it. Wow. So I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. That's that's good. Yeah. So, like, even if, like, it doesn't, even if it isn't hard, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't get you anywhere, like, if you're trying new things, like, that has value to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it had value to me, like, so yeah, it's uh I I'm, all that to say, uh-huh. don't discount your app thing. Right. Um because even if you end up not creating the app, mm-hmm. like the fact that you went down that path and pursued it is is has value in and of itself, I think. Yeah. yeah. And
1: um kinda like to yeah, to give more weight to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. For me, I think uh again tying in with all the the anxiety issues mm-hmm. and the coaching. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've really come to value is being happy. Like literally, mm-hmm. like my value doesn't come from people or things or you know, like even passion. Like I know people sometimes focus too much on passion right. and then they lose themselves, yeah, you know yeah. or lose friends or whatever. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's uh, there's there's something that I do every day. I write three things that I'm grateful for, mm. and I, oh, ach- wow. I actually try to write something different than the day before Mm. you know because there's so many things to be grateful for yeah and i think when things like you know like barriers like the mental barrier or even just like you start a project and then you don't finish it or whatever you know Mm. um good reasons uh always coming back to that gratefulness Mm. or just being happy for who you are you know like the way god made you yeah i think that can always keep you going Mm. right yeah um and i think yeah so for me i agree with you like the, the values and all the stuff, yeah, it's not the most important thing, mm-hmm. which is it's great to have them. Yeah. But, you know, it's always good to make sure you understand that, you know, you're yeah. valuable in the eyes of God.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're just over the hour mark. um Is there anything
1: that you wanted to talk about that, that we didn't? Um, actually, there is one thing. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, it's like one of the first few things you talked about in your early podcast. Okay. It was the office. So I'm uh-huh. actually a huge fan of uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. I've watched it, like I kid you not, probably more than fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> like I've literally watched it. There, like I actually would say, like I've listened to it while I was driving, mm-hmm. and I could picture it yeah. while I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think one of the questions you have was, even with friends, you were like, why do you think we enjoy those characters? Mm-hmm. Even though, do you remember that? <sighs> you were something like, even though we know it's like cruel humor or uh, like they're so mean or whatever uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're yeah, like yeah. but why do you think we enjoy that kind uh-huh, of humor uh-huh. I really thought a lot about that because uh-huh. I was like yeah why do we like love the office or friends or whatever yeah those yeah things you know
0: because they're not super nice people yeah they're yeah. not <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: they're actually really like jerks yeah, yeah yeah you know um I know this is my theory uh-huh. I think um I think two things one I think it's because it gives entertainment in our lives mm. I think a lot of times we we kind of compare our lives to people and, you know, television or mm. social media, mm. and we vi- see our lives kind of boring. Mm. And, you know, kind of imagining or seeing other, you know, people or even our TV show, it gives a little bit of, uh, I want to say adrenaline, but I think it gives a little bit of like... Um, it's like some sort of fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, or just like thrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. Think, so I think that's the first one. The second one is I think it's the thing that closely relates to us a lot of times. Mm. You know, like there are times when now this world, uh, I think we've been so sucked into social media and entertainment and like TV yeah. that that's actually what we see in real life. Mm. You know, and so mm. sometimes we relate to that. Mm. Um, mm. And so that's I think that's my two theories. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I know we're not, they're like, the worst people (laughs) but yet we enjoy the character and
0: gosh you know when i rewatched like friends in particular Mm -hmm. some of the things they do to each other like like joey yeah he owes chandler like thousands of dollars a lot of money he he, like he refuses to pay him back for the longest time you know yeah (laughs) like who would you like can you imagine one of your like closest friends like just
1: casually ignoring your request for like repayment yeah i think he literally (laughs) live off the off of chandler for like yeah many years yeah. many years you know <laughs> yeah but, but he's one of the most lovable characters though it's just it's just funny that is crazy <laughs> i think we uh, people i think don't um don't really see that unless they maybe they apply to them or something mm, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's pretty crazy
0: <laughs> yeah well um you know you, you actually gave us a lot to think about um i think mm-hmm. so if you want to connect with hyun about any of the stuff he talked about, if, if caring for other people, helping others resonates with you, if even his uh, long term goal of a project of uh, starting some sort of elderly care center resonates with you and you want to connect with him, um, you can yeah find him on your own or you, you can contact me. Um, in, in fact, if uh, if you even want to going back, if you even want to contact Andy about coaching. Yeah. And you don't know how to reach out to him you feel free to use me as your messenger uh you can contact me at at gmail.com or comment or dm me on my instagram at i hope to hear this <clears throat> sorry that's i hope to hear this or now on twitter at Podcast. and um so i don't know if people realize this but usually this podcast is on like a two-week delay i tend to have like um one for the upcoming week and the next week at all times. Um, so th- th- that's why there's this two-week delay. But we're on YouTube now. Um, we Our first episode that we had video for was Captivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, or, yeah, find us on YouTube. Just uh, type in, I hope to hear this. And that's why I mentioned the part where I said I was going to clip it out and do it as a standalone clip oh. on YouTube. Um, it's because I've been just taking, like, little segments that are... Because it's, like, an hour-long... Y- podcast i don't want people to sit there so just capping out or clipping out little bits um digestible little segments of our conversations Mm -hmm. um and so those little videos are on youtube as well so uh yeah go check it out um whatever way you like to digest your your uh conversations your i don't even know what to call it your podcast whatever it is uh, whatever way you like uh ingesting this this thing um yeah you, you have many options now so yeah thank you so much for coming again yeah, thanks for having me yeah it's, this is uh, so awesome yeah you know what um i really like this episode because it was almost like uh it's really nice because it's near the end of the year um this mm-hmm. might be if not the ultimate, it might be the penultimate episode of the year-long oh, commitment gosh. that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and, but like, we called back to a lot of old episodes. Um, and yeah, just, just like how that it, it at least had value to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, uh, I mean, I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because it's fun for me. But just to just to know that it provided at least a little bit of value to someone, mm-hmm. um, it's it makes it makes me feel good. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, well, thank you for yeah. having this. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Well, you're you're welcome back anytime. And, oh, that'd uh, be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll uh, uh, ask you to come back many times to mm. uh, you know give us updates on on your life and yeah. uh, how things are going. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening or watching, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.